Welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato. This episode's guest is someone I know very well, an accomplished watercolor artist that didn't start seriously painting until she was in her 40s, and she's the toughest person I've ever met. A three-time vocal cord cancer survivor, her last bout at age 80, she beat it with radiation. She's had both knees and hips replaced, spinal fusion, two broken femur surgeries from falls, metal rods in both legs. She deals with autoimmune diseases, including lupus, and she has fought through multiple bouts of pneumonia and double pneumonia the last couple of years. She's a mother of six, grandmother of nine, great-grandmother of one. Her name is Pat Fortunato. She's my idol, and she's my mom. And this is a special Mother's Day edition of Sidewalk Talk. Hi, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. How you doing? Good. Real good. So, Mom is uh, in her independent living uh, uh, apartment um, at the time of this Mother's Day. It is the, uh, we're in the middle of the, uh, of the pandemic. So, uh, my brother TJ is there helping her out. Uh, my sister Sue helps out as well. Uh, my kids, your grandkids haven't seen you in, um, we haven't seen you in person in, in three months. They miss you. Yes, I miss them. So uh, there, there are three questions that Sharice wanted to make sure I asked you. So I'm going to start with these questions. What is your favorite part of being a mom? That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a bad sign. Yeah, not necessarily. Oh, the best part is being with everybody. Oh, it's watching them all succeed, which they have. What's it, is there a difference between is there a difference between being a mom what's the difference between, you have six kids, all adult children, your youngest is in his 50s, so what is the difference between being a mom now, you're 86 years old, what's the difference between being a mom now and when you had six kids ages 10 and under. Well, I'm a lot more relaxed about it. <laughs> I'm more on the watching end and enjoying it. Instead of not that much worry, although you always worry, but not like when you were younger. So you worried more as when you're, you worried more when your kids were younger than when they're adults. Pretty much, yes. Not because of, as adults, everything's gone along pretty well. You're all pretty successful. And not, nobody's been in jail. That's a blessing. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, I usually say that not yet. So what, 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 is, what would you say is the biggest struggle you had as a mom? Biggest <sighs> struggle. Or the biggest worry. Uh, I really was fairly lucky. Growing up, I didn't have huge struggles. Uh, all of you complied really well with my suggestions, shall I say. Uh, except for cleaning your rooms, yeah. And that was small compared to the big thing, like what you're doing with your life, everyone see, is, I think, quite successful. 
makes makes me happy. Okay, uh, last question Sharice had. What piece, what piece of advice do you have for other parents? Listen, more than anything, I let them know you're available. To listen to them, get your advice, be honest about it, but be open. I think that, that's a good one. I hope you don't mind me chiming in, but uh, uh, that's the one thing that I always take away from her is that she was always a good listener. She, when you talk about something, she just said, sometimes you call something, but you know, <laughs> That's TJ. We can't really hear you talking, TJ. We can hear an echo. Um, so TJ is saying that uh, his takeaway from you is that you, what he learned from you is to listen. So is that, that's your number one, that's your number one suggestion to maybe new parents is. Absolutely. Listen. Yep. And what did you learn when you listened? Yeah, that's one thing I noticed. You never, um, whatever you know, whatever we thought, you would. You never told us how to think or what to do, except for obvious things like brushing your teeth. But you, you always, um, you would tell us, you know, you would let us make up our own mind. You might give your opinion or your thoughts or whatever. You try to educate us on whatever it is we were talking about. But in the end, our decisions were our decisions, and you always seem to support our decisions either way. Yes, that was a good way of putting it. So um, we have, as you know, you, Sharice and I have two daughters, and it's a lot of work. You had six kids. I mean, what were you guys thinking? Well, I actually don't feel that it was that difficult. I think because I wasn't concerned that you were all going to be president of the United States. You know, are they successful? As long as everybody was healthy and happy, that's all that was Let's talk about art. Um, you uh, you picked up art. Um, well, you were always somewhat of you always enjoyed art, right? Yes. But you, you know, but you didn't really start. You didn't have time. You had six kids. Um, your uh, dad was was sick uh, when we were younger. So at one point, uh, dad was uh, sick for like months. weren't sure if he was going to make it, uh, and you had six kids going. So you didn't start really painting until what you were 40 41 tell us that story how that get started i always talked about it one day i'm gonna paint and one day i mentioned to your father you know i like to paint he says well sign up now get your hat get your paintbrush get your paints so he signed me up he was on the board of education at the time and he came home and said, you're starting next Monday at 7 o'clock. 
at Lansville North High School, the adult ed in uh, painting. So that's how it started. And then, and then I was told by the instructor to sign up for art uh, society. So I signed up for the Williamsville Watercolor Society. And that's where I really spent most of my time. And I ended up, um, after a few years, um, instructing. And um, when they had their meetings, I was one of the demonstrators. Um, and then it became my life. I would paint at night, put the kids to bed, and I would paint from about 9 o'clock till around 12 or 1 in the morning. I was younger then. I now don't paint at night. I'm too darn tired. So I paint during, paint during the day, but I can't. What is it about, well, you, you went and you, you, you chose watercolor uh, as your medium. What is it about watercolor that, that you enjoy so much? I like how fluid it is. Um, it's, uh, it's more difficult to learn, but actually it's an easier medium to paint with. Um, with oil, you have to be more careful because you can't just wipe it off with watercolor. I was told you can't scrub out watercolor. Well, you can. It's just use good paper, good paint, and a strong brush, and you can scrub out anything. So I like that. I love watercolor. I like the colors are strong. I use good paper and good paint. Well, some of your work, it's really, let me see if I can, uh, yeah, you guys can see. So, like, what's cool is uh, you turned in a bunch of your artwork. Here's an example. Uh, for those that are on YouTube, you can see, I mean, this is, a, this is actually a card. You turned some of your artwork into, uh, into cards uh, that I've kept over the years. If you can see, you can see a bunch of them over there, a bunch of your cards. Yes. bunch of your, that's an example of, so it's a picture of, of one of your paintings, but your paintings are all over our house. And I knew that you were, I knew you were good. I didn't understand it, you know, um, you know, when I was younger, but then I remember when I went to one of your shows, uh, probably at Birchfield or maybe it was Albright. I don't remember where it was, but it was in Buffalo. And I remember this lady was staring at you. And then uh, she said, uh, um, are you Pat Fortunato? It was a fan. This lady was like, are you Pat for? I'm like, mom, you have a fan. And when I'd go to different exhibits and shows uh, or when you would teach, I see people that were your fans and in all of, awe of you and uh, loved, loved your artwork. And did you recognize that how good of an artist you, you became and still are? Well, I didn't even think about it. I was so into it in my 30s and 40s. You know, I, I work on you guys go to bed. I work from nine until one, two, three in the morning. I could do it then, but I really didn't think much about it except doing it, getting it done. What I don't understand is the the skill that you have, your ability, and and our, our girls are in awe of you, and they want to be like Grandma and be able to be an artist like you are. Why and why? So um, they're going to be nine and seven this summer. 
they are already better artists than I am. Why do I not have the ability to do anything beyond stick figures? I literally can't. I do not have that ability. Why does that not? Why do some people have it and some, some don't? I don't know if it's a natural ability, but I feel it is. If someone really loves it, they love it enough to learn. And they're willing to spend the time. But it just can't be. I don't think it's just automatic. Someone is a great artist. I mean, you have to learn a lot. And you've got to spend the time. I spent hours and hours. Uh, you kids would go to bed and I would be up. Of course, I was younger. I'd be up until 2 3 in the morning. And then I'd be ready to get up at 7 the, ne the next that morning. But I, then again, I was young. So, yeah, you know, I think about it. You, you're, you're an artist and you worked at your craft. I, you know, I, I guess I'm a different type of artist. While your art uh, went uh, visually, uh, my art goes through audio and I'm, a, I'm an artist through writing. So I write to persuade and I've worked on that craft for, for many years. I guess we're all artists in, in some capacity, but I think I get uh, my creativity uh, from you, from your, like your openness to, to your, your thinking is, is um, like, well, I remember you telling uh, our youngest, you know, she was coloring and she keeps being taught color within the, the lines. And you told her, not if you don't want to, you color wherever right. you want. It's open. It's that openness to creativity. Is yeah. that what you think drives? Absolutely. Yes. One of the first things to teach, because by the time kids are 10 or 11, if they're interested in art, they're scared to death to go outside the line. It's got to be just so, and it doesn't have to be that way. They can relax and do whatever they want. So let's talk about, um, I mean, you, uh, you've gone through multiple surgeries and uh, I mean, I don't know how many times, uh, you, I don't know if you know this, but I've had doctors prepare before one procedure, like, uh, you know, she may not make it through this. Every single time you've made it through. Um, what, so it's a real inspiration. What do you, you know, what is it? Uh, how do you keep defying the odds? Maybe it's because I don't think that way. I don't think, oh, I'm not going to make it. Just automatically assume I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'll be able to do it in a month. So I don't. It's not, not negative. So you think positivity uh, breeds good health? Oh, it can. It can certainly help. Yeah. You know, a lot of your, you're 86, so a lot of your friends have, you've lost a lot of your friends. All of my friends. <laughs> I mean, you were the, you, you uh, it's almost because that your, your body failed you, your mind didn't, but your body failed you many years ago. And, uh, but you're, you're, you know, I know you, you deal with chronic pain. Um, I, I just think a lot of people would have given up. Um, and I, you know, how, how is it that, why have you not given, why do you continue to, to move forward and, and fight for life? This sounds a little crazy, but I've thought about it. I don't 
when I talk about being in pain, I, sometimes I find it actually interesting. Oh, that sounds crazy. But I just, it just doesn't bother me. I guess I have a high capacity for it. And I frankly just don't feel it. Whereas others probably, probably do. That's, that's a huge difference. You mean, I, I mean, you feel it because I've seen you. I've seen you in pain. I think what happens is it, part of it is your attitude is like nothing you can do about it, and then you move forward. Yeah, that's, that's true. And but I would it, say that that's my takeaway, what I've learned from you. You know, when I feel sorry for myself, uh, if I'm in pain with something, I think about the pains that you've, you, have, uh, you have fought through. And it, I, it's, it's a lot of it's, it's right up here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So you grew up in North Buffalo, went to Holy Angels. Yes. Um, what, what is it about, you know, and you've never left Buffalo. I know dad would always say he wanted to go to live in Florida or whatever. There's more baseball down there, but you never wanted to leave Buffalo. Why did you always want to stay here? Because my whole family was here. I couldn't think of the thought of moving away. Unfortunately, we didn't have to. Can we talk about your family, grandma and grandpa? So, um, grandma, uh, your mom, uh, talk about uh, uh, Grandma Ray and, and what she meant to you. She the best sense of humor of anybody I've ever known. I remember her comment to me. She said, you know, it's a lot better um, having a rough beginning and then ending up with a nice life. She said, I end up having everything I ever wanted and then everything went down. But she laughs about it. She had a great sense of humor. You know, I, I've always said I feel like I, I got my sense of humor from you. I think about the one time you had a trach uh, and um, it, 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 I couldn't get near it. Um, you know, it was just, I was afraid that I was going to, you know, screw everything up. But uh, Kathy and, and Karen and maybe Sue, I, I don't remember, but I remember at one time, I mean, Karen was frightened. She didn't want to, you know, because they had to change your trach. You know, when you, you had one of the surgeries and things went wrong, of course, and they gave you a trach and you came out uh, fine, but with, with the trach at the time and they had to change it. And, and so you knew Karen was, uh, you knew Karen was freaked out about it and you went and you pretended to choke. <laughs> oh, is TJ there? Help you with your headsets? Hey, TJ, can you help mom with her headsets? Put it up there. I think about that now. That is kind of funny. Laugh about it. The track didn't bother me. Whatever it was working. I also think a lot of times, uh, as you've gotten older, too, what's been great is you go through some tragic, some, some tough times with your health, but you forget. So that's nice, too. I used to have a lousy memory. 
another one I remember is, I don't remember if it was a knee surgery or a hip surgery, but you know, after you have those, you have to go into rehab and uh, you were in a rehab facility and this poor, she was younger. Um, I don't know, maybe she had, I think she had knee surgery, but when you have these surgeries, they put the stuff in your stomach. And when you come out of surgery, you tend to have gas. And so uh, you were in, you had a roommate, and Karen and I were there and we were messing around with your wheelchair and having races and stuff. And then, uh, and of course we were adults at the time, but uh, this poor lady uh, had a real battle with gas. <laughs> I'm remembering. <laughs> and uh, it was brutal. It sounded like a war zone over there. And, um, and then we, uh, so, so Karen and I, as, uh, as, uh, you know, the jackasses that we were, um, we uh, put the sheet over your head and we, we ran out of the room. <laughs> and, you were, and when we looked in, we could see you because you couldn't move. You had surgery too. And we put the sheet over your head and uh, you were just, you were, uh, you were sitting there or I'm sorry, you were laying there with the sheet over your head, but we could see your body convulsing with laughter. Sometimes you laugh at the worst things. Yeah. We were, we were laughing at the lady because she had uncontrollable gas after her surgery. So that was really adult like. Um, all right, so so uh, I do want to talk about um, dad. You know, uh, you you lost your husband. You were young. I mean, you were barely seventy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, what, what advice for uh, for widowers? You know, I mean, you've you're you're eighty six now. Um, what, what is it, you know, so you, you were with dad for, I don't know, maybe 50 years, something like that. So what was life like, uh, for you, um, afterwards, uh, and how, you know, what's, what's been going on for the last 16 years for you? Saving grace was that I had something to do. Art. You know, if you just live your life a certain way without any anything else, anything extra. When you're left alone, you're left with nothing. So I was left with my art, and that was a saving grace. It still is. Even though I don't do it as often as I used to, still it keeps me going. Hey, TJ, are you there? Can you fix mom's headphone and microphone so, so she doesn't have to touch it like that? We'll wrap up here in a little bit. There you go. Perfect. Mom, you don't have to touch it as long as it's, it's holding on there. God, I got a big head, so. Okay, that works. All right, technical difficulties, but we'll, we, can, right. Done. You know, we can make it through. Um, all right, so, so you say art was your saving grace uh, before dad died and after. How, how did you meet Dad? Um, it was uh, my friend. Uh, let's see. 
was it Joanne Harlock? Joanne well, Harlock. Well, so where's Joanne? Joanne and, and Dick, right? I introduced Joanne to Dick, and she they introduced me to town. Or Dick did. So it was, and then we also had Joyce and Paul. There were three guys that went to Canisius High School. Right. So so Dick Harlock, Paul Schaefer, and Joe Klein. Right? Wait, were they all Canisius? Yes. So dad was Canisius, obviously. Yes. So yes. Four, four guys went to Canisius. Right. Now, all you girls, you didn't all go to Holy Angels, did you? Oh, no. I'm the only one Joyce went to Mount St. Joseph. Um, who else was there? Oh, Barbara went to Holy Angels with me. Barbara Klein? Yes. I don't know. What was her maiden name? Do you remember? We know her as Aunt Barbara. So these are this is a group of eight. And so did McCarthy. McCarthy. Okay. So Barbara McCarthy and we Joanne lost. Harlock was Holy Angels too. Joanne was Holy Angels. So Joanne, Barbara, and you all went to Holy Angels together. Yes. And were you all friends? Yes. We became friends. At Holy Angels. Yes. And then so and then all four of the guys all went to Canisius. Yes. They were all friends? Yes. And so the eight of you, it sounds like you all kind of introduced each other to each other. Is that right. how that went That's down? That's how it went. Yep. A couple at a time. Yep. So were, were, were Dick and Joanne Harlock the first couple? Oh, let me see. No, Paul and Joyce. Paul Schaefer. and Joyce, Paul Schaefer. They ended up having like 50 seven, kids. Seven kids. Yeah. Don't yeah. exaggerate. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was cool because they weren't our uncles and aunts. I thought they were. Yeah, well, um, we called them that. Yeah, Uncle well, they Paul. they had seven. We had six. And Joanne and Dick had four. And Seventeen. Barbara and Joe. Barbara and Joe had four. Yeah. I mean, no so one less than... And when we get together, yeah, it was a group, which we did do. And especially in the summertime, we were the only ones that had a pool. And they all came in the summertime. Well, I do remember going to the Schaefer's house a lot. Oh, yes. Um, they had that pizza place next to them in the parking lot we could play in. That's right. That's right. And I was younger. Me and TJ were five and six. So we were the, we were always usually, well, we were pretty much the youngest of all those. Yeah. They're not our cousins, but of all those kids. Right. So I wasn't as aware of, of everything and who, what, when, where, and why is, right. as maybe my older siblings were like, right. I always, I always have to ask Karen or Sue who's who, cause I can't yeah. always, you know, I, I was a kid. I didn't care. I cared about myself. Right. You know? right. So that's cool. I mean, that, that's a really, you had the eight of you, there's, Very close. There's two of you left. I, I mean, you're you're one of the standing few, right? I mean, all the girls are gone. Yeah. I, I was the one that was sick, and they all died. So you never know. You never know. Yeah, you know, you joke about that too. You you do say you do talk about that. You kind of laugh yeah. because when you think about it. You were probably the first that was supposed to check out, considering all your health issues. Right, right. So what's left now is Dick Harlock and me. 
unfortunately, he lives in Florida now, so I don't get to see him. So um, I want to get back to being a mom, and then we'll wrap up. What's what's uh, compare being a you're you're a mother of six, uh, but you're a grandma of nine, yep. and uh, now a great grandma for the first time yep. in the last year. Yep. So what's it what's it like? And and then Karen is is a grandmother uh, now. So right, yep. your your daughter's a grandmother, and she seems to really enjoy being a grandma to oh, yeah. uh, to Jackson. She sends yeah. me photos and videos every day. Yep. What's it what's What's how do you compare being a, a mother to a grandmother? Well, with the mother, you're more nervous, you're worried, you're anxious. But it seems like when you become a grandmother, that's not your problem anymore. If you allow it to be your problem, worry about them. But I don't worry, I think they're doing well. You guys are doing a great job being parents, I can just enjoy. So that's nice, that's a good part. What is the enjoyment? What is it about being a grandparent that you enjoy? Seeing them. Well, well the way I see them, they're all wonderful and talented. And uh, they make me very happy to watch them growing up. Although I like them when they're little too. You know, it's funny because uh, I've, the one thing that I have taken away from you is uh, it doesn't matter, you know, like dad, like dad, uh, you know, dad thought that uh, I was literally Babe Ruth, you know, and I was a left-handed hitter. I didn't have much of an arm. I had average speed. Uh, I could hit a little bit, didn't have a very good glove. I had no chance of ever playing professional baseball, uh, which is surprising to him. You know what I mean? Like the support that you, you, you always, uh, you know, I think no matter what, if we do something wrong, uh, your support is there. In other words, you, you always see the positive in your, your children and your grandchildren, no matter what. Is that on purpose or is that just inside you? I think it's inside me. I don't think about it. I don't worry about it. I just figure everything's great. They're all going to succeed. And they all right. have. Okay. Um, all right. So, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, one of these days, I want to sit down with you, record, want to record, uh, not necessarily for a podcast, and, and talk about the details of your life so that we, we have it forever for some things that, you know, that maybe we do or, or uh, maybe we, cause I, we can learn about things that we didn't know about um, that for our, I, I highly encourage every, anyone out there to, we have this technology now. I mean, I haven't seen mom in three months, you know, in person, right? And we don't have to be in person to record things. We can record uh, discussions with our, with our parents, grandparents now, record it so that, uh, you know, your kids can have it down the road and, and, uh, We'll never know what we'll learn by, by talking to, uh, to our parents and grandparents. So, Mom, thanks for, uh, thanks for the talk. Thanks for the information. Thanks for the inspiration. Uh, you inspire me every day. And uh, hopefully uh, some of the things you talked about here can, can inspire others to, to move forward. So I love you and happy Mother's Day. 
and have a great day. And I hope we get to see you in person soon. Well, thanks to all of you too. You can download all of our podcasts on your platform of choice. You can also view them all by visiting our website, shovelthesidewalk.com. If you or someone you know has a story of inspiration, information, education that needs to be shared, there is a form on our website. Please fill that out. And uh, we will have that person or we'll have you on our, uh, an upcoming episode. Thanks for watching. Thanks for participating. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Fortunato. And this has been Sidewalk Talk.